You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. This podcast has enriched my life in so many ways. And judging from the feedback I get from so many listeners, it might have even had an effect on you guys too. So perhaps consider financially supporting the show that supports positive social change for sex workers. For only $5 a month, you can join my Patreon and have access to watch these interviews streamed live, get exclusive content such as my bonus podcast, My LA Porn Life, or on-set behind-the-scenes interviews with some of your favorite adult stars. Plus autographed prints, access to my private Snapchat, my membership site, hollyrandall.com, and so much more. Come see everything I have to offer in exchange for your support at patreon.com slash hollyrandallunfiltered. Thank you so much. You know I could not do this show without you guys. Hi, I'm Holly Randall, and welcome to my podcast, Holly Randall Unfiltered. This is a show about sex, the adult industry, and the people in it. I'm a 21-year veteran of this fascinating little industry, and as the eldest child of the trailblazing erotic photographer Suze Randall, you could say I grew up in it. So forget everything you think you know about porn, because this show is going to change your mind. My guests are some of the biggest names in the industry, and we unabashedly reveal the real behind-the-scenes stories. The funny, the inspiring, the tragic, and the bizarre. Everyone has an opinion about sex work, but few people actually listen to the sex workers. So sit back and prepare yourself for a podcast, which is honest, raw, and unfiltered. Well, we're halfway through my interviews from the AVN convention at the Adult Time booth. These next few set of interviews are from the beginning of day two. So I hope that you enjoy. Welcome back, everybody. It is day two at the AVN 2020 convention. I am here at the Adult Time booth, and I have before me Aussie Coxlinger, Sterling Cooper. Professional dick. Professional dick. As, as my mother used to say, she used to call uh, you guys the penis. The like penis. When, Yeah, when she was done shooting Pretty Girls, my mom would turn, she'd be like, all right, penis! <laughs> and then the guy would come in. Your mom is so classy. My mom is. Classy. My her. mom loves you. Does she? Yeah, when you came to my party. Oh, okay. She thought you and... I thought I didn't even, I didn't even speak five words to her. Oh, Apparently, she Apparently, I left well, a good impression. She, I mean, her mother was Australian, so maybe that's Oh, yeah, why. that's why. And her brother lives in Australia, so... It doesn't take much to impress people with this accent anymore. Yeah. Like, I know, I thank God for anything. you, right? I say, like, a few things like, oh, my God, you're Australian? Yeah. And, like, this whole month, I've been getting... I'm going to keep looking at this idiot because she keeps staring at me. Eva is um, staring at him. You know what the best thing about this is that I don't have to hear Eva. It's blocked out. <laughs> this is blocking out her annoying voice. Poor Eva. But uh, this whole month I've been getting, whenever someone meets me and they're like, I'm from Australia, they're like, oh, your family okay in the fires? Yeah. 
it's like it, like to give you like a perspective on how big Australia is. That's kind of like say if someone got shot in New York, it'd be like me saying to you, "Oh my god, is your family okay?" Yeah, that's kind of what's going on. Right. It's like on the other side of the country from where my family is. But if you look at like those maps of Australia, it literally looks like the entire continent is burning. Not anymore. Yeah, I figured like, it, it was could... mostly on the east coast, right? Between like Brisbane and Sydney. Yeah, that's where the massive ones were. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where I'm from, there was they had a couple, but not big ones. Right. Right. So. Yeah, Australia is a, a large continent. Yeah, but there's no, there's nothing in the middle. There's like a, it's just yes, desert. and there's like a sliver of where people live around right. the coastline. Right. We don't like to not live near beaches. Yeah. Well, it's kind of uninhabitable. In I would, I would love if someone did to Australia what they did to Vegas. Yeah. Like, let's just pick a patch of desert, yeah. chuck a bunch of casinos there, and then have like high-speed railways to all the other cities. And you create this booming, like, adult entertainment party. To, uh, Are you running of out of space in Australia? No. No, but I mean along the coast. Like, oh, along the coast, yeah. Okay, because I was going to say, the only reason that somebody would move into the desert is because... Well, I'm, I'm giving them a reason. They can that. move into the desert because it's going to be giant casinos <laughs> with my name on them. And, oh, you your know, name. adult entertainment going on. Oh, so on you're going to start the Las Vegas of Australia. Why not? No one else is doing it. <laughs> That's true. No. You know what a lot of other people aren't doing either? Is dirty cock masturbation custom videos. Dirty sock. Dirty sock. Dirty. 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 My cock's always Dirty. dirty. What are you that was talking such a good about? segue and I fucked it up. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Did you say I have a dirty cock? You just sort of... No, I meant to say dirty sock. Dirty sock, dirty sock. He doesn't have a dirty cock. I've shot his cock many times and no one's ever complained that it was dirty. And it's always tested and it's always clean. Um, Yes, of course it is because you're a professional in this industry. How long have you been in the adult industry? Uh, This is my third year, technically, yeah. Oh, wow. February 2017 is I technically started. Oh, that's... That's like... uh, like, Australia has, like, two companies that shoot boy girl. Yeah. So, like, in six months, when I first started, I maybe shot ten scenes. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, I got, I wet my whistle. I got a, a, a rough idea of what I was doing. Right. Then I moved to England, shot there. Yeah. Ended up shooting for, like, fake taxi and Brazzers. Right. Then I ended up getting uh, sent out to Pro- uh, Budapest. Right. And shot in Budapest and Prague. And that's when I really, like, cut my teeth. Shot for, like, Rocco Sofridi and Babes and uh, Team Skate and a few others. What's it like to shoot for Rocco? He, um, hard. It's difficult. Yeah, he's, he he's the, tough, right? He is the most challenging director I have ever shot. In what Hands way? Down. It's by a mile. In uh, what way? Uh, he's very... The best way to describe it is very particular about his transitions. Oh, interesting. Right, so if you don't transition perfectly from, like, one sex position to the next sex position, he'll make you start again and do the whole thing all over. Oh, wow. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it's like it's kind of like a no edits kind of shoot. Oh, okay. Does he only shoot one camera? Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. I shoot two cameras, which makes editing so much easier. So transitions are a problem, really. Yeah. Yeah. If you can shoot for him, you can shoot for anyone. Yeah, yeah. I've heard that for sure. He trains him. He makes, like, good performance. Yeah. Marcus Dupree's always credited his performance with Marco. I I only shot with him, I think I shot with him six times when I was out there. Right. But 
one of the guys I shot alongside, Alberto Blanco. Have you ever shot him? No. He's incredibly good. Okay. And he shot from, he shoot from a bunch of like, well, now, I think you know he's contracted to Mexican and Tushy. Tushy. Okay. And he's contracted to those guys. Yeah. Because he's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, but then I came out here to America and I'm like, oh, it's so much easier <laughs> working out here. Yeah. I'm going to stay here. Yeah. It's great. And it's so much work. And there's so much work. Yeah. I, I earn more money. I shoot more often. Uh-huh. The girls are prettier. The girls are nicer. In my opinion, I, like yeah. the girl, I prefer American girls. Mm. The European girls are my preference. Yeah, when I, I used to shoot up in Europe a lot, and uh, one of the big complaints is that the European girls were a little bit colder. Nice. Yeah. Beautiful. Nice. But cold. That's my thing. I, I, American girls are like... They understand English for a start. Yeah, that helps. And the accent goes over well. Yes. So, you know, the, yes. they're, they're interested in, in getting to know my penis. Right. <laughs> On an intimate level. Speaking of your penis, I want to try to segue back to when I was mentioning my, my your Dirty Sock custom dirty sock. fetish videos. So, you do a lot of custom videos. Yeah, I, I, specifically through my OnlyFans. Right. Yeah. And what is some of your most popular requests? You, you've just seen one of them and you're like, I know, because it. it's so funny. It's well, it's supposed to turn somebody on, so don't laugh at it. I know. Sorry, kink shaming. Yeah, stop kink shaming. It's also because it's you, so, yeah. you know. Did you know me? Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. That's why I can, like, never, they were like, do you watch porn? I'm like, I can't, because I know everyone, you know, like, on a personal level. You know level. what's funny is that I act, like, when I'm editing my own boy-girl uh, porn, I actually, like, you like get it? off to it. Well, okay, so I've heard that from people who like to watch their own scenes because they say that it reminds them of that time. It was like a it good, puts them back really to, yeah, yeah, it puts them back to that experience. So they're like, oh, this is turning me on because I had such a great experience yeah. with this. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you, the one you're referring to is like a dirty sock. Masturbation. Uh, yeah. Custom masturbation thing. Yeah. But it also had a bunch of like degrading, humiliating language, like dirty talk thrown in as well. Right. Like derogatory towards homosexuals. Right. Kind of yeah, language. you have a lot of men. I get lately. I've been getting like as I've been like pushing more custom stuff. I've been getting more of my fans requesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Me to degrade them verbally. Yeah. Uh, using you know homosexual uh, homophobic slurs. Yeah. Does it ever like worry you a little bit Initially, that like someone I, 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 might or, see it out of context? Well, that's the thing. Like and not was, understand it was a request. Uh, I don't post that kind of stuff anywhere. Right. Not even a teaser. Right. Unless it's like it's, it has, they have to pay for it on my OnlyFans. That's the only place you can get it. Right. So you're only going to get a, get a, your hands on it if you want it. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, if it did slip out, it's like okay, if someone's going to be a complete idiot and be like, oh, like you're using you know the f word. Yeah. Blah blah blah. Like, look at uh, every Quentin Tarantino movie. Yeah. Right? Someone is dropping a white dude is dropping the n bomb. Yeah. It's art. Like we're being paid to do that. I'm like. Like I'm playing a character, mm-hmm. you know. So it's not like I have. It's not like I hate gay men because yeah. they're my fans. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's just that's his fantasy. He wants to, me to to play that role. Yeah, and, you're providing a service. Yeah, talk to him like that. Okay, cool. If it's if it's his fantasy, I'm happy to. Uh, appease it. Has anybody ever tried to tell you why they have that particular fantasy? No, nope, I, I don't ask. Yeah, it's not, not you're not their stuff. therapist. I don't know that <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of really interesting... Uh, the custom video world to me is so fascinating because the things that people ask for and the way that people act 
act out uh, personal like childhood traumas through yeah. porn is really interesting and you know there's always some you know I hear these different kinds of custom videos that girls do and this bizarre request and I wonder to myself what happened to you like as a kid or whatever that, that like this drives you yeah. to like that turns you on well, it's so I, uh, interesting how sexuality works it's it's so eye opening to me because yeah. I'm so I'm not uh, I'm not a foot guy mm-hmm. right but I get a lot of my fans want me to do sock fetish stuff like on yourself yeah. foot fetish stuff yeah um, so it gives me an insight into like these worlds of fetish that I wouldn't otherwise dabble in because mm-hmm. I'm not watching it right but they want me to do it so I have to like learn about it and right. learn how to shoot it and what angles they want to see and what right, parts right. of my feet they want to see right, right, right. the kind of things they want me to say yeah. you know so when I when I get customs I, I drill down I try to ask get as, what them to get as specific as possible so I, right. I'm giving them exactly what they want right which have is you, more insightful have you found like certain similarities between them like foot guys is there well like a very specific yeah, thing all that want, is they, all in common that they want they all want to see the same kind of stuff like the same shots okay. I guess you could say like the heels and the toes wriggling and like just you know, like, like kind of yeah. doing, uh, what do you call it crinkling uh, kind of motion in your yeah. toes okay yeah, yeah, that's yeah. like, that's like wiggling popular. your toes yeah that kind of stuff pretty popular seeing like the soles of your yeah. feet like my, I've got beautiful feet is that why? I guess. Oh my goodness. I guess that's why. But then some people like like dirty foot stuff. But they don't like like. Well, he liked he, like, that would be seen as like feet. the sock. Yeah. So it's true. like I've, I've it's got that's like a, a a dominant thing too. It's like I've right. got I've come home from work my my shoes my uh, sweaty socks. I'm gonna rub some shove right. in your face, rub in your face, make right. you sniff and make you worship them. Yeah. That kind of right position. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a bit of foot fetish, bit of sock fetish, a bit of like kind of BDSM humiliation for right. me. Right. Right. It's all these things combined. Right. Yeah. And you usually play the dom in like I basically all your... always play the dom. The only time I've done. I've done like one custom where like it was a role reversal thing where I was doming and then she ties me up at the end mm-hmm. and then I've done um, a just shot for Pure Taboo a script that Sovereign Sire wrote where I'm like uh, I'm a complete asshole to her as her husband really abusive I actually really find it very fun to play complete yeah C-bomb like can I swear on this yes complete cunts yeah on camera um <laughs> Like, I'm saying stuff to her, like, I'm getting fat. such a fat fuck. Like, yeah. your womb doesn't work. Like, you, you're yeah. barren. You can't give me a child. That kind of shit. Why I'm having sex with her. Yeah. It's very degrading stuff. And then uh, it turns out I'm, uh, like, the client of a dominatrix. Uh-huh. And she finds out. So. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. a really interesting script. Oh, wow. But I don't sub on, like, there's no actual sex of me subbing, you know? Right, right, right. That doesn't do anything for me. Right, it's not your thing. And yeah. I know that. Right. So it's like... I'm not going to try and push a boundary that I have. Right, exactly. For a few bucks. Yeah, you got to do what works for you. And there's so many people that, you know, like to sub. So, like, you know, give them that role. Exactly. Exactly. So before we started, you said you had some kind of crazy set stories. Oh, I clicked the one. My favorite one. Any in particular you want to tell us? My favorite one. I can't name names because obviously, like. Yeah, yeah. No, we don't. We don't like to name. The guy guy will never shoot me again. We don't like to name call on this podcast. But it was like, uh, we were shooting a blowback. And uh, this director was using a new assistant. And the guy was like, 
fucking up all the time. For every five minutes, this is called this is his name, Steve, for the sake of okay. like the fuck's sake, Steve. Like it's just a like this, like I fucking told him. And it was going like this all day, all day. And then he's eventually he's supposed to be part of this blowback. The director, Steve is? the director, who's, oh, yelling, who's gotcha, yelling and getting gotcha, angry. Gotcha. Okay. And I guess at this point, where he's like in the fucking kitchen, like jerk and trying to get hard <laughs> while simultaneously yelling at Steve like to adjust the light. He's like, fuck's sake, Steve! And he's like pulling <laughs> oh, taffy. Oh my god, that's so funny! But then, but then he goes there, he's got this like, um, what do you call them? Like a, a, a sex cushion? Like a sex triangle? Oh, the pillow? sex wedge. A sex wedge. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. He's got one of those things, right? Right. And he put, we're all like lined up on the couch. Right. And he's at the very end. I mean, he yeah. puts his, he, we're like, oh, this is the last shot we're going to do before the pop shot. Right. And he's still fucking angry, master, angry, he's like, master, God, Steve. fuck you, Steve, you him a day. <laughs> and he puts this like sex wedge on the end of the couch next yeah. to me, where he's going to end up sitting. Right. And he's like, all right, all right, Steve, you know what doing. Start here, move on down, and end up at me. Yeah. Don't fuck this up. (laughs) (laughs) So he goes, he goes and goes to sit down, and fucking Steve gets like the wrong shot or something, and he just loses his shit and storms back into the fucking kitchen and this again like furiously masturbating his lip dick. And then he keeps, and then Steve eventually gets down to me, and then he catches this sex wedge in the shot uh-huh. and the director can see it and he fucking storms into the shot grabs this fucking sex wedge throws it across the room like fuck's sake and I was just like I had to try so hard not to laugh and I'm looking at the other dudes in the, in the blowback I'm like oh my god this is the best day on set oh my god that's so funny and he shot, he shot me again since then hopefully he doesn't hear this and realise I'm talking about him yeah because I love him he's a great director yeah. Fucking hilarious. Well, no, I mean, like, for me, it, I don't think that sounds, that's in any way speaking about, you know, a bad director. Like, no. it's not, it's not no. demeaning to him in like, any way. What he's because doing is incredibly me, difficult. Oh, my God. And I, yeah, I mean, first of all, directing is hard enough as it is, right? right? Which I do. I've never tried to direct and have sex at the same time. God, no. And also, I don't have a penis, and, you know, trying to get a penis hard is not always that easy. Like, there, and if you have someone like Steve on set, yeah. And, and I was gonna say, on top of that, I've had assistants that have pissed me off because they can't fucking get shit right. So like, I totally empathize uh, so much. That's just so funny though, because I feel like that would be the joke for the rest of the day. Be like, fucking Steve, you know what I mean? Well, was that the, was like, that the end of the day? On set, I'm just gonna be like, Steve, guy, fucking Steve. That is such a great story. Oh my god. Well, I bet I, I, I have a, I'm, I'm, I'm writing a book right now, mm-hmm. and I every time I have a stupid thing like that happen to be on set, I, I have a spreadsheet at home and I write yeah. on it to make sure I remember the story. I know that's a thing. It's like people will ask me. It's funny because you know a lot of people always want to hear that, mm. and people will ask me like, "What's your crazy story from set?" And I can't remember. Write them down because they. I know I don't write, them, write down them down, and I really have to do that because yeah, like stupid shit happens on set all the time. Uh, you know what I mean? So. Well, I fucking I nearly. Uh, Someone asked me the other day if I'd been injured on set, and I was yeah. like, I was like, oh, wait, yeah, I nearly, I uppercutted myself with a boat. A boat? So we were shooting on a riverboat in England, uh-huh. 
and I'm supposed to go from like the top deck down downstairs and the fucking ladder they have in the cabin bit slipped right out and like I fell vertically straight down and like uppercutted myself with the top of the boat oh my god and then fell back on the deck and the director like the assistant director was like alright he's dead <laughs> I immediately assumed I had concussed myself and knocked myself out and I like jumped right back up and was like ow shit alright sorry about that take two let's keep going oh my god and we just went through it wow but, yeah. I, th- I took a boat to the face that's crazy Alright um, Well thank you so much For coming on Sterling This is awesome uh, Would love to have you back Once you've finished Wrapped up your little project That I know you're working on Can you tell everybody Where they can find you On social media Okay uh, On Instagram You'll find me At Cooper Sterling Sterling is spelled S-T-I-R-L-I-N-G On Twitter I am At Sterling Cooper X And uh, same with OnlyFans OnlyFans.com Slash Sterling Cooper X where you, where you can get your dirty sock you fetish can, videos and I, so much I more. I will degrade you as much as you like. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sterling. Pleasure. Holly Randall Unfiltered is brought to you by the Calm app. Life is just crazy these days. They say your phone can be a big source of anxiety. So why don't you turn that around and use it to combat anxiety? With the Calm app, all it takes is five minutes a day to feel better, calmer, and ready to face whatever life throws at you. I know we're all busy, but you have five minutes a day to meditate. Be honest, how long did you spend today scrolling through Instagram, comparing your life to other people's? With meditation, you can achieve mindfulness which will help you focus on all areas of your life, whether that's taking care of your body, getting more sleep, or finally starting that project you always wanted to. And the Calm app can help you learn to be more mindful so you can achieve all of your goals this year. For listeners of the show, Calm is offering a special limited time promotion of 40% off of a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash holly. That's 40% off of the unlimited access to Calm's entire library, and new content is added every week. Get started today at calm.com slash holly. That's C-A-L-M dot com slash holly. I am back, and this time I have the beautiful Reagan Fox. How are you? Great. So I did want to say... Um, we shot together. We shot together a few times. Yeah. We shot together when you were like brand new. We have. Who would I shoot you with? Was it? Um, it was. Oh my gosh. What's her name? It was the. Was it a newscaster thing? Uh, it was so long ago, and I probably was so nervous. You were. You were. And actually, when you shot me the second time. You said, wow, you've really grown. You've totally changed. I feel completely comfortable now. So yeah. Yeah. It was actually really cool because, you know, I've been in the industry long enough that I've shot, I've shot a lot of people's like very first or really early scenes. And then like later when they like gain that confidence, they become like a big name. And it's just so cool to see people like come into their own and grow and like gain that confidence and, and really take over the screen. And you did exactly that. It was a huge difference. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, it was great. When I first started and they said, yeah, you're considered a newbie for the first three years. Yeah. I actually was a little offended. I thought, yeah. that's not true. Come on, it's just sex. Yeah. But it is very true. Yeah. And I would say even almost into my fourth year, it was like I was from the Matrix, Neo, and I saw the Matrix numbers. It just hit. Yeah. And now I can go on there and it doesn't, it just, it just blows. It's just natural. I'm comfortable. I don't get as nervous anymore. Yeah. Talk about maybe what are some of the things that you didn't realize would be such a challenge when you started. 
get it all. Oh, you have to know where the camera is. You have to make sure that your hair is always out of your eye line, but don't do it on film or stay consistent when they say cut you've got to make sure you stay in your freeze yeah um or you know don't change your hair during that and then try to go back with your hands because it's obvious right uh also too is just not being so uptight about it we're there we're there to do our job and um just not think about it just do the action yeah yeah but getting that kind of confidence where you can just like kind of flow into the scenes is hard because porn is more than just sex. It is also acting and that has, especially now with, you know, the more features that are coming out. I mean, you know, we're here at the kind of home of the big feature market, you know, at adult time, they're doing tons of like big features. Acting is really important to them. And so that's something that you actually, it's a skill you have to have now. You didn't have to have that before. You cannot be embarrassed that you're playing a certain role. You just have to this is what I'm doing, this is who I am right now, Right. and you just have to kill it. Yeah. So, you obviously, like being a MILF, you get stuck in those stepmom roles, it's just inevitable for everybody, and I know that you were saying earlier, before we started the podcast, that you kind of wanted to break away from doing just that, diversify a little bit, so what are some of your plans for 2020? Uh, I want to show everybody that I can actually have sex with more than just the 20-year-olds. I mean, granted, that is my bread and butter, but if I do some different things, for example, next week I'm going to do my first trans scene. Awesome. I'm super excited about yeah. it. Um, and then I'm going to push the envelope and maybe do a few other things I've not ever done. I've never done anal. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. I actually really don't even do it in my personal life, yeah. so it's stuff that I have to do. Things like that. Maybe yeah. add a couple more people to the mix. Maybe consider a... Some sort of gangbang. I don't know. Interesting. So, so who are you doing your trans scene with? Can you say? Yes. Uh, Ricky Greenwood. Oh, Who's fantastic. Yes, I'm excited because I know he'll take care of me. And yeah. I feel really comfortable with Ricky. Right, right, right. So, um, what company is for? Sweetheart Films. Okay, cool. Yeah. You can talk about other companies. Okay. I didn't ask that. Yeah. <laughs> we talk about everybody. So, I don't limit it to like one. Okay. Um, that's really cool. It's, it's exciting. And yeah. I, and it's the best of both worlds for me because I love women and I love dick. So, yeah. this is going to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you also wanted to do anal, you said. Yeah. How, have you like started to research how you're going to prep for that and that kind of thing? So, it's like a whole thing and it's different for everybody. Yeah, I, I have it. Um, I, I listen to what everyone tells me. And actually, when I first started, a couple of girls sent me some information on so I still have those emails uh, to how to prep. And um, I probably just need to start practicing at home. Yeah. I would definitely recommend that. I would say probably, in my opinion, the best person to talk to about sex is um, is about anal sex is uh, Joanna Angel. Okay. Yeah. She's like kind of the queen of anal. Oh, yes. And actually, there was a time period that I was dating this guy who... Like we had almost exclusively anal sex, and it was that is not saying that I do a lot in my personal life, uh-huh. but for some reason, uh-huh. and it was weird too because he told me that it wasn't something that he did a lot of either. But for some reason, we came together and we just had anal, wow. and it was Joanna that I went to who gave me the advice. Thank you, I will uh, absolutely do that. Yeah, she'll be here later. Okay. So Joanna is the queen of anal. Sweet, she is the one you want to talk to. <laughs> Perfect. So, what advice would you give to? 
women looking to get into the adult industry. You know, a lot of times, like, it used to be that it was all, like, young girls coming into the industry. But now, you know, with the expansion of, like, the MILF role and all these other different kinds of scenes, um, there's a lot of, you know, more older women coming into porn, which I think is great because you're grown up, you've made this conscious decision, you you know, you've had the mental capacity to know what you're getting into, as opposed to, you know, sometimes girls are 18, they don't think about what they're doing and that or that. Uh, what advice would you give to, like, I don't, like a woman who wants to come in, like, you know, in her 30s or, or whatnot? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, first of all, be true to yourself. Don't get talked into anything that you don't want to do. Uh, be very aware that no matter how many scenes you do, whether it's one or it's a hundred, your family, your friends are going to find you. The way the internet is right now, they're yeah. going to find you. So, um, and if you have kids, um, you really need to consider that too. And if your kids are of age where they're in school, where their friends might find, I would suggest going to the principals and having that meeting. Yeah. I know that's that's kind of really deep, but that's something I had to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, that just ha- I just had Brittany Amber on my show, and she literally just went through that with her daughter. Oh, I can um, talk to her about that. Yeah, one of the girls uh, found her videos online and showed it to her daughter and started showing it around school, yes. and Brittany had to go into the principal's office. They consider that bullying? Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, they, they actually... Protect- she said that they were really kind to her. Like yes. the principal and the administration, they were super cool to her. They weren't weird to her about it at all. And her daughter um, was not, you know, it was the other girl who was punished. Right. So yes. it, they handled it really well. Yes. Um, I've had my children's friends, like, Snapchat me. And, you know, so I screenshot it. And then we take it into the principal's office. And it's taken care of. Uh, you just, just can't post it like that. Yeah. It's got to be hard. How um, how'd your, did you actually sit down and talk to your kids about it, or did they find out and then you had to have that conversation? Um, my youngest was in eighth grade and found out about it when I was actually in L.A. shooting. So I let her come home from school that day and then the next day, but then I said, this isn't a, a lifelong thing. We're, I'm going to come in and we're going to talk about it. I didn't want to tell her, anybody. I didn't want to tell her because she was in eighth grade. I wanted to wait. Yeah. But internet's so accessible and again it was a friend that found it and passed it around and you know when they send those pictures out it it is it's a a hard way to find yeah yeah and that and then it's hard for your kid to be like oh that to find that out by that photo or whatnot it is but if you handle it and you know now my my girls are they're great They, they they know that's what mom does and they, they tell me it doesn't matter mom they don't know us and we're a family and, we, and so I know every single kid that's awesome that's really great yeah I mean you know my mom was never a performer but you know obviously my parents made porn and it was something that I always knew as a kid and so you know I do tell people who say like oh I'm concerned like you know my kids are going to find out that I work in the industry and I always say you know honestly if you're a good parent your kids are going to love you no matter what it's very true like they're going to get over that and honestly these days I mean, things are changing. Like, we're becoming more progressive. Studies have shown that the younger generation is much more accepting of porn than, um, you know, our generation is. Right. So, I think it's, you know, it, I think it's getting better. People are being more open about it. So, well, I'm, I'm really glad that you were willing to talk about that because I know there's a lot of mothers in this industry and fathers, you know, who struggle with, like, when do I talk to my kids about this? Like, how am I going to handle this? Like, you know, I mean, it's a tough conversation to have, but it's necessary. It is, and you want to make sure uh, it's... 
you also want to make sure that uh, you're protected. Yeah. Someone can't use it against you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It was so good to like chat with you yes, for a minute. I've had a lot it. of people ask me um, like for you. Yes. So what? thank you to everybody. What? I have ten minutes. I have ten minutes. You have five minutes. I can't. That's why I like to have my phone here. Like I can't judge at all. I know. Okay. All right. We have ten. You have ten more minutes. We have five more minutes. Oh. Oh. Okay. Well. Okay. Um. Tell me more. Has anyone ever asked you questions? Well, I mean, yeah. Look, hey, if you want to turn this into a show about me, I love talking about myself. So let's do I have a question. Yeah, sure. Um, When you get together on whether it's a holiday like Thanksgiving or uh, Christmas or so forth, what are are your traditions? What do you do? Do you all play games? What do you do after you have presents or before? Um, So we're talking about Christmas? Yeah, or Thanksgiving, either holiday. So... Thanksgiving, we, it's actually interesting. It's changed a little bit because now my brother and my sister are married. And so there's other families to consider. My boyfriend, we're not married, but we have to go see his family. So the holidays have gotten split up a little bit. Um, we used to always just be together as a family. So that has taken a little bit of getting used to. I have to usually do two Thanksgivings. But, yeah. So, but usually uh, Christmas Eve, we all have dinner together. And then we, you know, hang around, hang out around the fire, and we play like board games, yes. or we play like Cards Against Humanity, oh, yeah. or something like that. And then Christmas morning, we get up and we open our presents, and then we cook like a big lunch, and that's kind of it. What kind of games do you play? If you play Cards of Humanity, do you all play the brunch kind? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, okay. I know. My parents worked in porn, so, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I do, too. I find the brunchiest little games, and we all play them, and it's so much fun. You learn a lot about your children, and it is a lot of fun. Yeah. You might know too much about your sister and brother-in-law. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's, um, I mean, you know, we're a really open family, so, like, you know, there's not really anything that we're shy about, and it's just, it's really lovely. I love the holidays. I've always, I actually kind of figured out this year that I hold on to Christmas really tightly. It's always been, like, my favorite holiday, and I realize it's because, like, I value the time with my family so much, and it reminds me of being a kid and, and having that time with family, and so I have to admit that it's been, it's been hard getting used to the fact that we have to split it up now, you know, with my brother, my brother's wife, her parents live, like, in Ventura. So they have to go up there for Christmas Day. I have spent Christmas Eve with my boyfriend's family, uh-huh. who are interesting people, to say the least. They're lovely, but they're just... You've been with them a long time. They're a lot. Uh, three and a half years. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, does your dog still watch television? Yes. <laughs> Khaleesi. She loves TV, especially if it's like a hot... Like, okay, anything that we watch with like Arctic wolves, because it's a white background, right? and then like a dog, like so it's very easy for her to see. There's like She goes nuts. I love it. So like Arctic wolves is like her favorite thing because she could really see. Yes. Um, 
But yeah, anything with dogs, squirrel videos, bird videos, totally watches television. It's so strange. And then my other dog doesn't at all, but I also think she's kind of blind because she's old. But yeah, Khaleesi's like obsessed with TV. It's so weird. It's funny. I yeah. love, I, I don't know if you still post videos of her doing that, but I remember seeing those back in the day. Yeah. 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 No, it's, it's, it's hilarious. She's really cute. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. So 2020 for Reagan is going to be a trans scene. And you're, you want to do a little bit more than just the stepmom roles. You want to do, like, do you want to do more acting? too? I mean, I feel like, I mean, obviously I'm not the greatest actress, but I do feel like I'm getting better now. What I like is I can put my personality into it. I can be a total dork or goofy because I'm more comfortable being goofy than sexy. Okay. And I can put that into scenes. And yeah. And so to me, it makes it more funny. So I want to do more acting. I want to do a more variety of different scenes. And um, I'm just opening the door to try something at least once. Yeah. And then see where it goes. And I, I, want, I want this year to be a really good year where people can see the growth that I've had over the past four years. Right, right, right. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to see everything that you accomplished in 2020. Thank you. Yeah, I have a way better, just really good attitude about everything. Yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. Well, thank you again for coming on. I think I think we're close to 15 minutes. Right, Matt? Am I allowed? Oh, 30 seconds. Look at me. Freaking nailed it. Okay. Now, can you tell everybody where they can find you online, social media, whatever you want to plug? Definitely. Uh, Twitter is the Reagan Fox. I also have Instagram, which is the Reagan Fox. I'm really not there. I'm not very good at posting stuff on there. So um, I do not have a Facebook. There's about 25 fake Reagan Foxes. Please don't follow any of them or get schooled. Yeah. Um, and then OnlyFans is the Reagan Fox. That's where I'm at all the time. Fantastic. All right. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your time. Thank you. I will. You too. Holly Randall Unfiltered is also brought to you by Care of Vitamins. Health is a big issue facing Americans these days. We're constantly hearing about how important it is to watch what we eat, to make sure we exercise, to schedule me time, and to actively work on decreasing stress. Yes, it's a lot. But did you know that there's one thing you can do to improve your health, which is incredibly simple? Take your vitamins. But don't just take any vitamins. Keep this important part of your health routine simple by checking out my friends at Care of Vitamins. You just hop onto their website, takecareof.com, and take an easy online five-minute quiz, and they will custom tailor a vitamin regimen just for you and ship it right to your door. Thanks to Care of, I take my vitamins every day, and I feel so much better for it. Okay, well, almost every day, but if I forget, Care of makes it easy to delay my next shipment so that I can catch up. And now you can get 50% off your first box by going to takecareof.com and using code HOLLY50. That's takecareof.com and use code HOLLY50 to get 50% off your first box. All right, everybody. I have the lovely flower princess, Kate Kennedy, in front of me. Kate, how are you? I'm doing good. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. So I actually wanted to... I, I believe I have a screen cap of you on my phone from like a while ago. <laughs> it's going to sound weird. But I remember that you posted on Twitter. I think it was something about like packing your bag for a shoot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you had this whole like organized like fold out yeah. thing, and I really loved that. And so I took a screen cap of that because 
One of the things that I really want to do for my YouTube channel at yeah. some point, and I have 10,000 ideas, and I, yeah. I have a and never enough hours in the day. Yeah, right? I have yeah. a problem with that, so I'm like kind of putting it on the back burner until I get there. But I would really love to do kind of like porn star, like not not tutorials, but like. Just like advice. Ask a porn star advice. I was yeah. just talking about this for many. Nobody teaches you how to do this job. It's no. not. It's a hard job. You're yeah. your own business, and yeah. you can't go to school for this. No. And I worked behind the scenes my first year in porn. I was a PA. Okay. So I got to see a lot of it, and I'm actually working. I, I'm working on launching a website myself right now, and it's uh, there's a whole section. It's called Mattress Actress 101. Yeah. And that's all what it is. It's just, and I use that post kind of as a test to see if I obviously don't want to spend all the time creating this content if people there's no market for it. Right. 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 Um, but I love the idea of being able to help like new. Girls girls in the industry and, and just give them those tips of I mean it can be really small stuff but like your vagina's pH balance yeah you know like your finances saving money um, yeah. how, where do you get shoot clothes yeah how to do like a simple makeup I was so bad at makeup when I started in porn yeah. I had to go to the like the benefit counter and have them like teach me how to do it yeah you know no, exactly. just stuff like that yeah I think it'd be really valuable for the industry yeah that's yeah. And, and my podcast kind of does it. I, mm-hmm. almost every single episode I have like a girl who gives some yeah. like valuable piece of advice but it's entrenched in like a one hour long video yeah interview so I would really like to have different girls do different videos of yep. something that they think is valuable that they can teach other performers I love so that. that when people come into the industry and they're like I want to do porn what should I do it's like go yeah. here yes. and watch this playlist yes. and like everything that you might have about porn yeah. like is answered in that and I love the idea of making it available to agents so that when they sign new girls like exactly. I've, for what I've always wanted in porn is basically to have like a, a handbook yeah you know like I want to have a, like a packet that they could just hand new girls yeah. and if you can't read 10 pages you shouldn't be in this industry yeah well <laughs> like, you know you, and you there's can a lot take of the people time. who won't read 10 pages and there's also a lot of people who shouldn't be in this industry yes. but you know we can't, you know, we can't prevent say, yeah. that yeah. but I love the idea of just having that as a resource I yes. think it would help a lot it's, it's a hard job yeah you know it's hard and you're kind of out here by yourself and a lot of times you know these are young people in this industry too yeah Um, and it's scary yeah so I think it's important to like support each other I think that it goes so far into destigmatizing porn in general if yeah. we present a united front of intelligent creative people that work hard and there are so many in this industry I, you know I think that makes a huge difference in changing people's minds yeah I totally agree with mm-hmm. you yeah who are some of the people that you really looked up to before you got into the industry that you thought like they're like that person has their shit together that's what I want to emulate um in this industry like uh, well Brie Mills who just walked by us um you know I uh, let's see everyone at kink.com that I was obsessed with and thought was so cool um one of my first girl girl scenes was with uh, Romy Rain yeah and I learned so much I still she told me she keeps all of her shoes in a trunk organizer in her car so yeah. she always has all of her shoes in her car and yeah. a shoe yeah brilliant yeah it's I really still smart. do that so yeah. you know people like that and I anytime I've worked with people that have been in the industry for a long time I always learn more there's always more to you know figure out and I you know I feel like if you pay attention and you watch people in this industry, you really can get very far quickly. Yeah, you know? yeah absolutely. Yeah. So so you also like to do stand-up comedy on the side. Yes, I do. And how did you get into that? Did you start, did porn start first and then comedy followed or comedy and then porn? Or? So I wanted to be, ever since I was, I wanted to do comedy since I was 12. I wanted to be a writer since I was like six years old. My mom dressed me up as Angela Lansbury for like career day in kindergarten. <laughs> I really wish I was kidding. It's <laughs> uh, amazing. And I knew I wanted to do that. And I uh, I went to college. I got out of school. I graduated. I knew like a nine to five job was not for me. I hated it. 
Um, and I ended up getting a, uh, offered a job as a PA in porn, so I worked behind the scenes for a year. Um, and then I just kind of saw porn as, one, I was interested in it. I wanted to do it. Um, I had kind of an idea to write a book about it, which I'm working on. Um, but I saw it as a way that, like, hey, I can... Realistically, I only have to work three days a month to pay all my bills. Yeah. Obviously, if I work more than that, it's great. Yeah. But I have another 27 days a month to do whatever I want and pursue, like, creative prospects, which is really hard as a young person when you don't have a lot of financial means right. to be able to pursue a creative career. I don't have a trust fund. Yeah. Porn is my trust fund. Yeah. It's what allows me to pursue things I've always wanted to do, and it's been an amazing journey on the way. Yeah. And yeah. do you live in L.A.? Yes, I do. I live in so, Yeah. Yeah. So not only that, but living in LA is yeah. so expensive. So like to have a job that yes. you can only do a few times a month, and then like do do yeah. other things. Yeah, do you see in the right? Yeah, there, there's so many opportunities in LA too. Like for yeah. whatever you want to do, um, and it's great. Yeah, to be able to yeah have a nice apartment. And, you know, I'm not a fancy person, but I have a nice apartment, and I can feed my dog, and pay my bills, and put a little away, and, and I think that's great. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So where, so when did you actually start doing stand-up? I started doing stand-up uh, last year, I think in April or May. And what was your, okay, so, okay, I, so full disclosure, yeah. stand-up to me, it seems to be like the most terrifying thing anyone can ever do. Like, I, so I had a terrible experience at summer camp when I was a kid with stand-up comedy. Yeah. I it was like the um, talent show. Yeah. And I actually repurposed some really bad jokes from do you remember like, no of course you don't remember. Oh my god. You are like half my age. What am I thinking? Okay, MTV's like Julie Brown. Matt, sound guy, you remember Julie Brown. Okay. So the redhead Julie Brown though, not downtown Julie Brown. There was another Julie Brown. It was like a comic. Yeah. Oh, she oh. Yeah. She's a weird voice, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So sorry. I know you guys can't hear Matt, but anyway, so there's another Julie Brown, <laughs> yeah. and she was a redhead. She was a comic, and she had this whole bit about a girl laying topless on the beach with a towel around her, and then like a bee jumps, lands on her shoulder, and then she jumps up, and her boobs pop out. And I think it was like a, it was an on-purpose thing to impress a boy yeah. or something. At the time, I thought it was hilarious. And so I repurposed her joke yeah. for the talent show, and I got crickets. Just crickets. And you know those moments yeah. in your childhood that were so painfully humiliating oh, yes. that they stick with you for all time? As soon as you said that, I thought of, like, five of them. Yes. yes. <laughs> they never go away. They never go yeah. away. That was one of them. And since then, I've been absolutely terrified of stand-up comedy. Stand-up comedy and debate, because I also failed miserably in a debate class in elementary school. I wasn't good at debate either, actually. And, if it makes you feel better, I was. Yeah. I, I was. I also don't think we should teach debate to kids because it just turns into who's more popular. That yeah. who wins. It was just. It was about animal testing, and yeah. I was on the anti-animal testing side. And my closing argument was that if we continue to test on animals, then we'll kill all of them. There'll be no more animals left in the world. <laughs> And people were like, that's not true. Bit of a stretch, bit of a stretch, but I appreciate, you know, I love so, animals too. And, and, and I think even the teacher laughed. So that was another, so those two. So yeah. stand-up comedy and debates yes. are my two greatest fears. So my point is, how is stand-up comedy for you? Is it as terrifying for you as I imagine it to be? I I love performing. I love being, ever since I was really little, I, there's, I... 
Uh, I was just on Dr. Drew talking about this, actually. I'm not great at reading emotional cues from people, and so I am fascinated by human behavior because I have to really logic my way into understanding how people are feeling, um, which makes like a one-on-one conversation much more difficult to read than being in front of a crowd because the collective emotion is easier to read, if that makes sense. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and so ever since I was really little, I loved being in front of people. I loved being on the stage. I felt right at home there. Like, when I always compare, like, the first time I did stand-up to, um, have you seen those goldfish at, like, the county fair that are in a bag? Yeah. And uh, you take them home and you put them in a tank and all of a sudden it goes whoosh and, like, yeah. the whole world is so much bigger. Yeah. That's how I felt the first time I did stand-up. Oh, it's just the best I like thing. that analogy. Yeah, I just, I felt free and it felt like, I called my mom later and I was like, I will wait tables for 40 years to do this. Yeah. This is the best thing ever. It's the hardest thing I've ever done. It's my favorite thing I've ever done. Um, it's, yeah, it's amazing. I, I love it personally. I do under, I know that most people fear public speaking more than death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm afraid of sharks, but I love stand-up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't mind public speaking, mm-hmm. but stand-up yeah. to me is terrifying. So do you ever bomb and how do you handle that? I think really no one, in my opinion, even the people I've seen not do well, no one ever completely bombs. I don't know. Hopefully. I feel like Maybe I've not seen summer so camp. many people. Yeah. Well, I bombed at summer camp. We all know that. From like a comic perspective, you know, you're always going to get a couple laughs, even if they're pity laughs. And those are the ones yeah. that you cling on to. And maybe something like I've had jokes that didn't work that, or wasn't the right audience for them. Um, and that's always disappointing. But, you know, you take it and you go back and you try to reformulate it or figure out, you know, why it didn't work. Um, sometimes it's just a bad joke. I've had jokes that I loved and worked on for hours and hours and I thought were going to be so good and they just never worked. Yeah. It's frustrating. Yeah. Um, but it's fun because it's like a puzzle. You're trying to figure out, you know, how to... And you get to make people happy. Yeah. Like, what a wonderful thing to do with your life. Yeah. To just make people laugh. Yeah. And I think, too, like, Seinfeld is this, that a comic's job is to walk around the world and report on it in a way that makes sense to everybody. You know, it has to be universal. So you're trying to get this message across to all these people of different backgrounds that you don't know. And to be able to say something like that and get everyone to laugh at it. Yeah. How cool is that? Yeah, I know. It's really great. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I've definitely heard from people that when you actually hit it, and you get everyone to laugh that there's no other feeling in the there's world like that. like it. I mean, it's the best high you could imagine. I just, yeah. I've gotten off stages and been like shaking and crying and just yeah. so, you know, just so, there's so many endorphins. It is right. stressful, but, you know, and I think too, I always tell people when you're doing a show, people want to laugh. Of course. Nobody goes to a comedy club like, oh, fuck you. Yeah. Everyone goes to they want to laugh. They right. want to be on your side. Right, right, right. You know, you yeah. can get them there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I assume that you talk about being a porn star yes. in your comedy yeah. and you incorporate that kind of stuff. Is there yeah. any like jokes that you've been working on lately that like you really like that you uh, want to kind I've of run, co- you know, run past us? Yes, absolutely. Okay. I mean, I'll give you my, this is my can, this is my killer. It's okay. one I open with. Do you think that Salman Rushdie was mad that he had to write the entire satanic verses to get a fatwa declared against him when all Mia Khalifa had to do was suck dick in a hijab? <laughs> Nothing like a good Salman Rushdie joke. <laughs> oh yeah, that gets him every time. I mean, it's great because people don't know who that is. Yeah, it's great. Um, so I love that one. I think yesterday I said because uh, this is our last year at EVNB at the Hard Rock. I really think we should just double down on the clownery and move it to Circus Circus. I feel like we belong there. 
In depth. <laughs> oh my god. So, is there anything in 2020 that you're working on that you're really excited about? Yeah, um, I'm launching uh, the website, uh, which is semiprocockjockey.com. Okay, cool. can you believe that that domain was just available? Oh my god. Uh, yeah, it's a bit of a tongue twister, so I kind of I believe it. <laughs> um, so I'm launching that, which is a writing website. It's essays and and those kinds of articles uh, with advice for porn. It's just kind of a spot for me to do that. Uh, I just started feature dancing, so I get to go all over the country this year, and I'm trying to cool. line it up to do stand-up while I'm doing feature shows. Yeah, it's like, come see me take jo- tell jokes on this night, and then yep. come see me take my clothes so off on this night. It's exactly. Like, I mean, could you possibly be the perfect woman? You're sexy <laughs> and you're funny. I mean... Thank you. Will you tell my ex-boyfriend that? Yeah, I just have a bunch more work coming up, and uh, yeah, more stand-up, and it's been great. You know, porn is great. Jokes are great. It's been a really great year. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming by. It was a real pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. It was wonderful to meet you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> can you tell everybody where they can find you on social media? Yes, absolutely. Uh, they can find me at the OG Kennedy on Twitter uh, and on Instagram. The only thing is there's an underscore between the and OG on Instagram. Okay, so the underscore OG, OG Kennedy. Kennedy. Yeah, but on Twitter, it's just all one word. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, and all my links are on there. Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Best of luck in 2020. Good luck with the stand-up. Thank you very much. Good luck with the porno. And um, I'm sure we'll chat again soon. Awesome. Thank you so much. Holly Randall Unfiltered is brought to you by UberLube. Lube is the key to maximizing pleasure, whether alone or with a partner. But good lube is important, and nobody knows this better than people in the adult industry. As a producer, if I bring cheap lube from a drugstore to set... You better believe the performers I'm working with are going to give me a lot of grief about that. So I only provide lube with the highest quality body safe ingredients. And my new favorite? Well, Uber Lube, of course. Uber Lube offers long lasting performance when you want it and then quickly dissipates without leaving a sticky residue. It feels like a nice moisturizer when you're finished. There's no flavor or scent. Right now, they're offering Holly Randall Unfiltered listeners a special offer. 10% off and free shipping when you use my code HOLLY at uberlube.com. That's 10% off and free shipping. Just use my code HOLLY at uberlube.com. All right, I am here with the beautiful Natalie Mars. Hello. Natalie, I know you hear this all the time, but your eyes are just, like, captivating. They're so incredible. Thank you. Do you get, you yeah, get sick hear, of people that saying lot, that? You're like, shut up about my eyes. No, it's always nice to hear. Oh my God, so sick of hearing about it's my so beautiful eyes. Stop telling me how pretty I am. Oh, God. <laughs> so, I know, it's so annoying, right? So annoying. It happens to me all the time. I'm like, stop it. Just stop. <laughs> So you are, so we're in the middle of award season. Yeah. Um, and you just ha- cleaned up at Expos, right? You got yeah, a couple yeah. of cool awards. What did you win? I won um, Trans Performer of the Year. Fantastic. And, uh, I won Trans Movie of the Year for my uh, Trans Fixed Showcase, actually. So here. With adult time. With adult time. Oh, my God. Amazing. Were you expecting that? I guess no one's ever going to be like, yeah, I totally knew I was going to win. But, um, like, were you really shocked? or? I, I, I had some inkling that I might yeah. win this year. Um, the Transformer of the Year, I thought, you know, I had a good shot at it. Yeah. I, I kind of forgot that the showcase was even nominated, so... 
Oh, really? Yeah. Like, so it won, actually. Um, so, and I was backstage, like, accepting it, doing photos and stuff, and then they announced, like, Transformer of the Year. So, basically, I won that one, just came back out. And, yeah. <laughs> like, came back out on stage from backstage. Oh, my God. To accept the other one. I just drove it myself. Sorry. Oh, it happens. I was so excited <laughs> about your win that I was just, like, slobbering. I was like, oh, it's so hot. <laughs> So, tell me a little bit about the movie Transfix. Like, it's a showcase. Yeah. So, is it just a collection of vignettes, scenes of you with different people? Uh, yeah. So, the Transfix series uh, featured trans girls with uh, cis women, primarily. Um, and, it, it, you know, it was, uh, unlike a lot of trans porn, not to shit on anybody else, yeah. but, like, it was very cinematic and, like, uh, you know, definitely a lot of story. Mm-hmm. And, um... It wasn't just about like fetishizing yeah, no, a trans no, performer. No, not it was at all. more yeah, about... it was more like just uh, like lesbian sex, you know? Yeah, like I mean, like like yeah. almost like a real yeah, just like girl girl sex, yeah. basically. Yeah, um, and so each one was like a different kind of a yeah plot story. Like one, I'm like uh, the boss lady, and another one, I'm me and uh, my scene partner were uh, like uh, film and movies kind of. Oh, how cool! Yeah, we did, we did a few different things like that. One, I was sort of like almost like a dominatrix. Or, yeah, yeah. Was there one that was your favorite? I really liked the uh, "She's the Boss," the boss one, where I'm in the like red suit. I'm just, it was sort of based on uh, the Devil Wears Prada, so okay. I'm like this like I'm sort of this like bitchy, demanding boss. Yeah, um, I'm just like kind of my scene partner, Kenna James. Uh, who she was like my secretary. Oh my, I was gonna say who plays such a great innocent yeah, kind exactly, of yeah. intern. She was yeah, amazing. she was so good at that. <laughs> and so yeah, I'm just like bossing her around, and then in the end, it's like oh, we have like it, it's kind of revealed at the through the end of the scene that we have like a sexual dynamic as well. Right. That we have sex. Oh my god, <laughs> sexual. Um, in terms of like scene wise, like performance wise, which one, which scene do you think might have been the best? Honestly, I, I that one. That that was, that was my favorite. It was just the most fun character to play. Yeah. Um, I like the, the dominatrix one, too, with, um... Uh, why is her name slipping my mind? Kendra? No. Fuck. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It doesn't matter. I love her. She's, like, so cute and beautiful, and I... I'm, There's I'm a blanking. lot of... It's... I know. It's ABN. Yeah. All our brains are fried. <laughs> I'm just blanking right now. Yeah. I get it. I get it. So do you like to play more dominant roles? Because it um, sounds to me like the two well, scenes that you in, like the most. In general, I am more of a submissive. Okay. Like, in my personal life, I'm a lot more submissive, pa- sexually passive. Like, I prefer to be penetrated over penetrating someone Right. Else. But um, it's fun sometimes to kind of play a character, you know, that it's not me. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of fun to get to be a different person for a little bit. Um, right. Yeah, so it's, it's enjoyable. And I do, you know, it's like, I have a little bit of a dominant side, so when it when I'm able to unleash it, it's, it's a good time. Yeah. Do you kind of have to, like, psych yourself out for that? Do you, like, talk yourself into becoming that dom, or... No, I can kind of just turn it you on. You can just turn it just on? turn it on. Have you always been like that, or, like, did you, as acting... Because your acting flourished since being in the adult industry, or did you ever do, like, theater or anything like that no, before? No, it's certainly, like... I had never done any acting before I got into the industry, so it's it's all been a learning experience. And I, you know, I've definitely improved, yeah. you know, from when I started versus now. Like, I'm not going to say I'm like a great actress or anything, but like, yeah. 
yeah, like there's been improvement for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I am a terrible actress. And it's funny because I will sometimes put myself as an extra in a scene just because I don't want to pay an extra. And not only am I a really bad actress, but I can't remember the lines for the script that I wrote. Yeah, so that's the hardest part, honestly, is like memorizing the lines. Yeah. It's, yeah, that, that can be the hardest part. For sure. Yeah. So, AVN is tomorrow night's. What are you nominated for, and what are you most excited for? Well, I'm nominated for Transformer of the Year. Fantastic. um, My that showcase, the Transfix showcase, is also nominated for Trans Movie of the Year. So maybe it'll win both. Oh my god, (laughs) that would be really cool. Have you like picked out a cabinet where you're going to put all your awards in? I have quite a few awards at this point, and they're sort of just like scattered around on different shelves. Yeah, I, I need to actually like you need get, to consolidate like, I know, it all into one big showcase. I need to get a trophy cabinet. Like, it's getting to be so many. Oh god, it's terrible. <laughs> There's just so many. Where, where are you going to put them? Where so many them? awards. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but so I mean, I'm excited. I obviously I, I hope I win. Yeah. But, Fingers crossed. We'll see. I'm not like 100 percent sure. Yeah, I, I guess nobody ever and really I, is. No. And you don't want to be like, I'm definitely gonna win. And right? Then you don't. <laughs> right? It's like how embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> I first interviewed you last year at the TEA Awards, mm-hmm. and you were up for a Trans Performer of the Year uh-huh. there too. Yeah. They their categories are a little more like like broken down into like right. hardcore performer of the year, like solo. Model. What did you win? I won. I think last year I actually won. I won hardcore and solo. Yeah. I won both of those, and I won. Um, so the many vids had like a sponsored award, just model of yeah. the year or something like that. Yeah. So I won all three of those. I think I definitely won hardcore and model of the year. I don't remember if I won solo, but I might have. I wanted it. I wanted it at some point. I don't know if it was last year or not. <laughs> yeah, I remember that, and I remember honestly of everybody else that I interviewed you interviewed. Everyone said that they were most excited for you, and they were most excited to see you, and they were rooting for you the most. So you've definitely, like, I mean, obviously you have a large fan base just in terms of, you know, porn consumers and your audience, but it also seems that other people in the industry are really, like, rooting for you and really, like, coming around to you. It it feels that way. Like, I, I definitely feel a lot of love from industry people and, like, other performers and directors, and, yeah, everybody is... What is one of the things about the adult industry that maybe surprised you the most when you came in? Like one misconception that you had or one thing that you'd heard and then you came into the adult industry and you're like, wow, that is not true at all. Yeah, well, honestly, something that really did surprise me when I got into it was sort of how... This is going to be a little negative, maybe, but how segregated it is. Like, how, like, you know, the trans performers are here, and the mainstream performers are here, and, like, gay is over here. And, like, if you cross over at all, especially male performers, like, if you do any crossover, like, it's very, like, it's very frowned upon. Right. Especially from, you know, quote-unquote straight male performers. Yeah. If they work with, like, trans women, then, like, there's kind of, like, stigma attached to it. And it used to be more that way too with the um, the female models but they've had a little more it's gotten a little better with them like they yeah. can work with trans girls more without like it ruining their career I yeah. guess or being blacklisted or whatever yeah. but I still hear a lot of um, 
certain people perpetuating that like yes. don't work with trans women like yes. certain agents who shall go unnamed yes you're an asshole <laughs> I think I know who you're talking about uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah it's it's I mean I've been in the industry a long time and it's changed so much I mean there was definitely like a, like no one worked with trans performers yeah, exactly. before, like 10 it's, years ago yeah, no, never I mean, from what I hear from you know uh, trans women who have been in the industry way longer than me like it's gotten so much better yeah even since I got in it like a few years ago it's gotten better just over yeah. the last couple years like it's it's becoming more inclusive and, right. and people this, the stigma seems to be fading a bit but like I said there are still certain people that seem to want to like keep the stigma alive yeah keep keep on yeah whatever yeah <laughs> it's just yeah I mean it's just like kind of one of those inevitable things like change happens but right. it generally happens kind of yeah. slowish this is faster but I yeah. agree with you it's something that yeah there's like a, there's definitely improvements yeah. to be our, made and our tests are just as good as anyone else's if yeah. my test is clean like what's the difference yeah and the thing is too you know there's always the argument as well like you don't know what anybody does in their well, private exactly. life like off camera like a lot of these quote unquote straight male performers are like gay escorting and shit right. you know what I mean it's yeah. like you don't know what people are doing right and not just obviously there's nothing wrong with that but it's like if that's what if you're going to hold people accountable yeah, exactly. for like yeah you don't know what people are doing off camera right so it's just ridiculous yeah Anyway, yeah. yeah, that's definitely my my biggest, the, what surprised me the most. Right. I thought porn would be a little more like, oh, everyone's so sexually, like, liberated. Right. And like, I mean, yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, wow, a lot of these people are still, like, homophobic and transphobic. Yeah, I mean, the societal boundaries definitely still exist in porn yeah, a little bit. Sure. But, you know, we're, we're all changing. Society's changing. I think also, too, you know, the audience is now recognizing that they can you know enjoy yeah. different kinds of porn and so that's that's kind of opening yeah, up for sure i think a lot a lot of people are coming around to being a little more open about enjoying like trans porn yeah things like that so yeah it's, it's getting better but yeah we're not there yet but we're no. getting there but it's really great people like you are on the cusp of that wave that wave of change and so i mean you're like you guys are kind of spearheading that whole revolution so doing our best. how fucking great is that it's awesome you feels know good. feels good to like be part of change, change yeah improving things so. yeah yeah well thank you so much natalie no it was such a pleasure i know i have to let you go yeah and let you go sign because yeah. you have a lot of fans who want to meet you I know. there was one thing i wanted to talk about real yes. quick um so on kind of that topic of the 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 industry being very like you know like segregated right uh i just uh, uh, like last month i went shot for legal porno which is generally a they only shoot cis girls right but they shot i'm the first trans woman they shot and the scene that we did is one of their all-time bestsellers already so i'm just saying put trans women in your porn that's it'll sell. so cool <laughs> oh my god what a wonderfully validating thing to hear exactly yeah you know it's funny you know as you as an industry you think you know what your audience wants but you don't and the thing yeah. about porn is that because it's accessed you know normally by people in a kind of anonymous way yeah it's interesting how you can see right. what people want as opposed to like what they what maybe they say, say what they want, they want. exactly but the numbers don't lie exactly it's <laughs> what they really want is reflected in the sales no, not sure. in what people are willing exactly. to admit not what not what all the negative comments say yes. like you always have all the all the loudest most negative people are in the comment section being like yeah. oh this is fucking gay what 
this is bullshit. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But then, like, the numbers don't yeah. lie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's all the quiet people that are buying yeah, it. Yeah, they're, like, and mas- those, enjoying it and masturbating to it. And, and those are the voices that we should listen to. I agree. Natalie, thank you so much. Can you tell thank everybody you. where they can find you on social media? Um, you can find me on Twitter at the Natalie Mars and on Instagram at v.natalie.mars. Um, and then my OnlyFans is just onlyfans.com slash Natalie Mars. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Best of luck tomorrow at the awards. Um, I hope you win. Thank you so much. And um, I'm not going, but I'll be watching on social media. Thank I'll be rooting for you. Awesome. Thanks. Okay. Thank you. All right, I have Rod Jackson here. He is the TikTok master of Twitter and just all-around comedian. He also has a penis that he uses in scenes sometimes. Time time. I have I have shot his penis. It's very lovely, and it works very well. So, Rod, you're kind of new to the business, right? I am. And how are you finding it so far? Um, it's actually been really fun. I, I realize like how much time flies because like last year this time I had to sneak in Avian like as a fan, you know, and I'm like here signing now, and it's like it's cool, you know. It's weird, it. yeah. Huh? I'm loving it though. Yeah. Uh, so where are you signing? Um, mini Bits booth. I was at the uh, the Avian Stars area. But oh, yeah, cool. Mini Bits booth this time. So. Like, okay, so new male talents, you know, it's always a little bit, it's usually a little bit of a struggle at the beginning, kind of find your footing, like figure out what works for you, your routine to like get prepared for scenes and all that kind of stuff. Do you feel like you're, like what have you learned in the last year, I guess is my question. Um, I think I'd honestly say... To be yourself. I've learned, like, I got to be myself. I have to be me. I'm sorry. I'm also nervous being here. She makes me nervous. I don't know why. It's just like... Oh, no. You look good. Are Um, you? I couldn't tell. But, yeah. uh, Definitely just learning myself and being myself and not trying to step outside of my bounds. Like, know what works for me and then do that. You know, I can't be everybody else. I can only be Rod Jackson. Right, that's the best right. I can be. So I think that's what I've learned. Yeah, I think it's important to recognize, you know, that you are, to be authentic, I think, is the most endearing thing for people. And, like, everyone's different, you know? So you also like to do, like, these really funny um, videos on Twitter. Yeah, I, yeah. I like the one that you did with the different kinds of uh, female porn stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you kind of take <laughs> us through what those were again? Because um, I'm, I'm blanking a bit. Okay, uh, I'm blanking a bit. I know. For sure, there was the um, I don't do interracial girl. Oh, yeah. There was the new starlet, uh, the diva, the content creator, and uh, I mix in a different couple, uh, different other ones. But I know there's the moan and everything girl. We all know that girl who just oh, moans yeah. at everything. Yeah, like you uh, touch them and they're like, oh, oh it's like, okay, I'm like, ma'am, I'm asking you to fill out paperwork. Just take it easy. Take it easy. Oh, I love 2257. <laughs> it's so hot. <laughs> yeah. But honestly, with these skits, I just, like, I'm doing one for AVN Week, too. Like, what AVN Week is really like. Okay. So, I'm doing this. So, be on the lookout for that. Um, Can you, like, fill us in? Okay, I'll give you a little, little sneak peek. So, little, little teaser? There's uh, Asa Akira. She's she's in it. Because uh, one part of it is meeting your porn crush. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Because you got to, like, play it cool. You're like, oh, hey, it's great to meet you. And as yeah. soon as they walk away, you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. My God, just came. Yeah. Um, then there is um, trying to stay straight, trying to not get sick. Yeah. Um, oh, I just did one. Uh. People who make like long ass acceptance speeches for an unimportant award, like best non sex extra in a film, and they have like a long ass speech. Just like get on stage, bro. Like, like go. go I can go. think of one specific person who would do exactly that. <laughs> And I feel like you know who I'm talking about I because I feel like drop. everybody knows. <laughs> who, yeah, Matt's over here. He 
his mouth and named Dream, uh-huh. like, fuck yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we all know what we're talking about. Yeah, but, um, so that's like the sneak peek of what, uh, what's going to go. There's a lot of other funny stuff involved with it, but that's definitely, uh, something to look forward to. Have you always been into comedy? Like, is comedy, like, another avenue that you want to explore? Yeah, definitely. Um, I've always been into comedy. I've always, like, done these little skits. I've always done them, like, since high school, you know, um, but then I was like, that's why I was like, I gotta stay true. I got to stay true to myself. And I was like, yeah, but just keep doing them, you know, because yeah. it's all about being relevant yeah. to what is around me. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah, I've always been into it. And the great thing about porn is that it definitely gives you material to work always. with, right? Every, like, always. It's just like, because our always. jobs are never, I mean, you know, at times it's incredibly frustrating. At times it can be kind of gross. Yeah. Like, in time, you know, but it's never boring. Yeah. Like, my boyfriend works for a law firm. And, like, he doesn't ever really come home with, like, stories. Yeah. But, like, me, I'm like, baby, always. I have no idea what happened today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I absolutely love it because, like, yeah, porn is one of those things where I noticed like when I came in, people were so serious, and I was like, I I'm gonna be myself. Like I like to make jokes, I like to make people laugh. I love to make people laugh. I like to entertain. So I was like, that's what I'm gonna do. Like, yeah, you can see my dick on camera, cool. But like, yeah. I want you guys to get to know me. I want I want you to see your favorite stars like laugh, you know, be yeah. themselves. So yeah, well, to do. because we are like, you know, we're all a different collection of so many different personalities. You know, porn is, you know, people think that all porn stars are like one thing. You know, yeah. they're all like sexual deviant drug addicts, but yeah. like they're not like. We can be very serious, you know. There's very serious porn stars who are like very serious about their career and stuff like that. And we're like a funny person, like we're you know we're like we're everything. Yeah, we're and regular so, people. We yeah. just mate on camera. That's literally it. I try to tell people like I'm a regular. Like meeting fans, I'm like, bro, if you saw me in the grocery store, you would not think any different. You yeah. just happen to see my penis on the internet. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. But it's been oh my, it's been a lot of fun. Like even being able to do stuff like this, like it's it's super fun, you know. Now you told me when we talked before that you were working on something that booklet. you want to talk yes, about. For booklet. everyone who okay. is um, trying to start porn, I said, you know what? I get you know you get a thousand DMs a day. Yeah. When you're doing porn, it's like, you yeah. know what? All right, I will answer that. I made a booklet and I'm selling it for like fifteen dollars, ten dollars if you write a okay. review. Um, just a, honestly a template or a skeleton of what I've done. And I say a skeleton because you won't look like I do, but the the inside the will be the same. You have to make it your own. You know what I mean? For those that are really serious about joining the adult industry, I break down, you know, like count the cost of what it really means and then how to go about it the right way, you know, because it is a business. Yeah. You're not here just as a dating service, like not like treat it as business, treat yeah. it as such. So, And the thing is girls it. too, like if they can tell that you're treating it like a dating service or you're not serious about your job or you just think like you're just going to fuck like yeah. hot shit, yeah. like you know what I mean? Yeah. You don't have that professional mindset and you don't recognize that porn is generally about showcasing the girl, you yeah. know what I mean? Like you're the supporting cast, you're an incredibly important part, but yeah. it's not like all about you, right. you will just not get hired. Yeah. You will get pushed to the side. Yeah. So definitely. So definitely, I wanted to uh, write that. Even for girls, like it's a template, so girls can use it too. You know what I mean? I, I say, you know, different things that basically help me get to where I am now. You know, I'm only a year in. Um, but yeah, it's just like a template. You know, you can build upon that and make yeah. it your own story. So yeah, yeah, cool. definitely working on that. Well, thank you so much for coming by, Rod. Thank you it so was much so for good to see on. you. Can you let you. everybody know where they can find you on social media? This camera been rolling this whole time. This so. camera has been rolling the whole time. Um, you can find. 
You can find me on Twitter at RodJacksonXXX, on Instagram at RodJackson underscore official. Don't write anything weird in my comments. Um, on OnlyFans, OnlyFans.com slash RodJackson. Uh, I have a YouTube channel, too, but I think you just type in RodJackson. Definitely working on more skits and things like that for you guys. Uh, so, yeah, that's where you can find me at. Cool. Sounds like fun. All right, well, thank you so much for coming by. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, of course. Sorry, I got a little hectic. Yeah. It's like suddenly we were like kind of dead and then like everybody came in at once and I'm like, ah. That's what Quentin told me. He was just behind you. That's what he told me. He said everything like picked up all of a sudden. Yeah. 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 So, all right, cool. Well, thank you, Rod. I will see you around. All right, love. Thanks so much for listening to my show. If you're a longtime listener or a new one, I've got a lot of interviews. So make sure you check out everything from the beginning of my catalog because there's some real gems back in the early days of the show. And if you enjoy this show, there's a couple of things that you can do to support it. First of all, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, rate me five stars and leave a review. It's incredibly helpful to get my show up in the charts. Secondly, you can join my Patreon for as little as $5 a month and watch the interviews stream live, which, by the way, gives you access to my episodes way before anyone else. You can also get signed prints, books, merchandise, such as shirts and mugs, access to my private Snapchat, and a free membership to my website, hollyrandall.com. Plus, I offer tons of bonus content. Q&A with your favorite guests that you cannot hear on the free platforms. And of course, my exclusive bonus podcast, My LA Porn Life, that I do with my production manager, Eva. It gives you a real and hilarious insight into what it takes to run a small porn company like mine. Because trust me, my job, though stressful, awkward, and facepalm ridiculous as it is sometimes, well, it's never boring. And we definitely give you the juicy behind-the-scenes dish that you can't get anywhere else. Plus, Eva's dating life is absolutely hilarious, and she holds nothing back. So, go to patreon.com slash hollyrandallunfiltered and join the community. Your support helps me in my journey to change people's minds about the adult industry, and hopefully the lives of the people in it. And next week, the avian madness continues. I will be releasing two episodes again next week. So make sure that you come back to hear from Leia Falcon, Bailey Rain, Casey Calvert, Joanna Angel, and Seth Gamble. See you back here next week from the avian show at the adult time booth in Las Vegas, Nevada.